Batman, how many guys do we know that just have expensive cars and, you know, they're cool. What are they really doing here? I, I don't have too many great things to say about Batman. Mm, but the Joker, fair. he wasn't about the money. money. That is true. Burnt the money. Now, mm-hmm. I know everybody's trying to monetize this and that. When he would show up in a room, the mood would change. There would be laughter. There would be bright clothes. His, quality. His, his wife is a quality woman. Quality, quality woman, woman that was very eccentric, bubbly, outgoing. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Carly Quinn didn't need anybody. No, she no. was her own woman. Right. But the Joker loved her. Mm-hmm. So, does the Batman love anybody? Because he gets he gets his girl killed in the first movie. Right. Would the Joker have gotten his girl killed? Probably not. Probably not. I also want to say I'm very uneducated on this topic. So I don't want to see it in the comments of all you Batman nerds. Without further ado, we're just going to send this now. Yes, we have enough clips. This is the No Prisoners podcast. Andrew and Gilmar, we are Bucks County's number one investigative journalists. Um, That's not self-proclaimed. That's straight facts. That's straight facts. Before we get into our fashionable attire, we have an announcement. We have an event July 26th. Yo. Last Wednesday of the month. Yep. We also have one the last Wednesday of the month of August. Yep. Right? The event, you need to be there. Yeah, you got to be there. It, if you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, a salesman, or a professional of some kind in the Bucks County area, Bucks County area, no Jersey up in here. I'm sorry. We're trying to uplift mm. our immediate community. But that's what it's about. July, mm-hmm. July 26th. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, we're going to introduce our guest today. He's technically the first family member to officially be on the podcast. He is my cousin. I take fashion tips from him. Mm-hmm. He golfs. Avid golfer. Mm-hmm snowboarder or skiing snowboard now snowboard we're snowboarding active individual all around good guy we've got chris hoagland on the show today shots fired shots fired every day and it's also a special episode oh shit why is it special not only because we have chris on Mm -hmm. but this um will be we're moving the podcast. We're moving it up, baby. We're moving the podcast. Moving on up. We have an opportunity with an amazing establishment in Doylestown. And in the future, we may be somewhere else. But mm-hmm. today, we are at LBK Design Build. Mm-hmm. Right? Gilmar, what do we do here? We build, dude. We design and we build. We design and we build. Well, I'm so out of focus right now. Yeah, it's okay. What's going on here? Kim, we're gonna as Gilmar is struggling with the camera, we'll switch back. If you are looking for kitchen, bathroom, renovation, remodel, addition, stop by the showroom. Nick Cornea, the owner here, was gracious to give us this studio for almost about a year. Gave the podcast a home. Um, and we're very grateful for everything he's done for us as individuals as well as the show so let's give some clap hands yeah shout out, shout out we, we owe the guy we owe the guy a lot we owe the guy a lot yeah he, he really did the thing um he you know generous guy didn't have to do this for us and 
can't say enough thing, enough positive, good things about the guy. Yeah, we've had a, a good couple months here. Yeah, he's you know? done nothing but accommodate us, uh, support the show, introduce us to people, teach us things. Um, we've had so many great conversations. I always enjoy talking to Nick because I leave like fired up and then I go and do a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> Nick, if you're listening, we love you. We love you, Nick. And the show loves you. The show loves you, too. And Bucks County should love you, too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Give, Bucks County's giving the love. Yeah, they give the love. But, you know, so we got Chris here. He was kind enough to, you know, adopt the uniform. We are dressed as the Joker, the Bucks County Batman, the ever-elusive Bucks County Batman. Bailed. Bailed. He, he bailed again. He got roped up. He f forgot about us again. Yeah. I mean, we're probably, I mean, it's a very Bruce Wayne, Batman thing to do. Bruce Wayne's a bit pretentious, mm. does what he wants. It's his character. Batman, the Dark Knight, he's got a, he's got a, I mean, maybe the sun was out, scared him off. Dude, turned around, he was gone. Disappeared, pop smoke, he was gone. Gone, dude. He was, he was he's, he's, he's an enigma, right? So, being that the Bucks County Batman bailed again which we anticipated mm. we were not going to let the party stop there and no. we put these outfits on to show show what we're doing here yeah he's scared he's running scared he's running scared and then we brought in you know we had to bring in a heavy hitter a chris, villain chris Hogan. yeah a true villain a true villain <laughs> that's yep. funny you're the least <laughs> least villainous person i know that you know of that you, that yeah that, that you know of. that's the whole point of being a, a undercover villain mm Oh, did we? Yeah, that's there's layers to that. I mean, you could hello. possibly the best villain ever hiding behind the good guy. Yeah. Damn. Dude, are you Harvey Dent? Yeah, you could be Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Face. face. I we'll will say out. though, one of the coolest things about Christopher's attire today is your um, penny ring. Yeah, I'm uh, very proud of these two rings. Uh, this is my mother's high school graduation ring. That I got adapted to a pinky ring. Shout out to mom. And this one was made. Yeah, mom loves the gunshots too. Sorry, um, mom. Didn't know you like gunshots. Yeah. Yeah, that's how our, our aunt rolls, or my aunt rolls. <laughs> She's a bad lady. Yeah. Uh, so, well, she gets stuff done. She's a good lady. Mm. Um, if, yeah, if you, need, if you need to like buy a car and you don't want to pay list price. Talk to Marianne. Forget about Shit. it. You take her and she's a she's a dealership terrorist. That so, is <laughs> heavy family facts. She yeah. will Yeah. Dealers don't want to see her on a lot. Yeah. Um <laughs> they don't, dude. I guarantee you, my Aunt Marianne, I guarantee you there's pictures up in dealerships around around the a Cadillac, Jeep, you name it. Facts. She was like, My mom my mom needed a car. My aunt showed up yeah. every time. True, true. Dude, when I was a little kid, I'd be like why is Aunt Marianne here? Be like, we're going to buy a car today. Be like, how's that make any sense? <laughs> Made all the sense yeah. now that we're older. And the uh, penny ring is for my grandmom. Um, whenever we're going through some struggles, we find a random penny from her from heaven. So I got this custom made uh, with a with the year my mother was born, penny in it. So my two favorite ladies are with me all the time. So, uh, damn. Gunshots. Which grandmother is that? Is that my grandmother? It is the grandmother on my mother's side. So not my grandmother. Not grandmother. Damn it. Yeah, not Nana. Yeah. What would Nana leave behind? Like a dog? Like a, like every time I see a Shih Tzu, I see, I think of Nana. 
facts. That and ice cream Snickers bars. Yeah, ice cream oh, Snickers bars. Those are so good. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. had those Muffin and popover. The dog. Shout out to Muffin and popover. Yeah, yeah. shout out. Yeah. Rest in peace. Dude, we had, we had some good pictures of Nana in her house. She had this picture. She literally looked like, like Queen Victoria with two dogs. Like she had a dog sitting next to her and a dog on her lap. And I always look at that picture when I went to her house. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> dogs on dogs. Yeah, she'd had, she always had two Shih Tzus. And then when she passed, she had one Shih Tzu. And my mom, like, got that dog. And that dog, uh, not to take the mood down, tried to die one day. My mom resuscitated it <laughs> and saved the dog's life. Holy shit. He wasn't okay from that. He, was, he walked with the little, he, he walked crooked from then on. Dang. And then um, when he passed, my mom was having an emotional day. And we grew up and she'd always be like, you never buy a dog from the dog store. All right. Coco passes. My mom goes into Chamonix Mall, walks past the dog store, comes home with a Shih Tzu named Cosmo. Mm. After Cosmopolitan, my mom's favorite drink. Oh, nice. Inside knowledge. When those were, <laughs> when those were rolling heavy back in the day. Yeah. In the city Shout stuff. out. Cosmos. Shout out Cosmos. Yeah, she would go into La Stala and they would just like slide the drink down the bar. Dang. Shoot. up for Tef. Holy yeah. shit. Yep. It's good times, man. So your mom saved a life. My have, mom, yeah, my mom saved a life one time. Have you saved a life before? Have any of you saved a life before? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I have been a part of a little bit of a saving situation. I don't know if we're going to talk about it on here. So is it running a family, saving lives? Um, nah. No? Nah, I think my brother's probably the only one that's like continuously saving anybody's life. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Dude. Yep, yep. Techni technically, my brother has been on the podcast before. Has been. He has been we'll discreetly kind of, like in the background. In the background, in yeah. In the background. Nobody knew he was there. Nope. Oh, that's the spot. That's, that's, that's the how spot. you know how he is. Yeah, that's perfect Timbo spot. I think that. Bucks County Batman has a lot to worry about when Timmy oh, comes back. Oh, bro. That's not, even, that's not even competition. Like, what are we talking about here? Bucks I think County Batman and the Timbo Slice. Yeah, like, yeah that is Timbo Ever Slice. Ever since the pork chop guns. Yeah, Timbo you know. Slice. Yeah. This episode, I wasn't really sure what was going into this episode. I knew we were going to kind of recap and bullshit on some family stories, which is always hilarious. Mm -hmm. I'll give Christopher and possibly his brother full credit for teaching me not what curse words were, but how to curse mm. as a child. Like there in a man in, in every man's life, you know, there there's things that are sacred and like using profanity appropriately. Like every man remembers the man that taught them how to curse. Mm. Usually it's your dad might we definitely he, he educated us on the words, but there's like an there's like a style to cursing there is a style. successfully. So, you know, cheers to you. Well, right. there you go. That'll go on my tombstone. <laughs> I taught Andrew how to curse. And on my LinkedIn <laughs> as another trait that I have. You yeah. need to learn how to curse. Two years of Spanish. Expert in cursing. <laughs> you, not, not, I mean, you, you keep it, you know, close to the chest nowadays as, as adults should. Right, you're you're a well spoken man. Uh, depends on the uh, you know, you got to read the room. Mm. You know, be okay. Eagle Sunday, might let it fly. You gotta let it fly, but it's like those birds, baby. Yeah, yeah. but a mm -hmm. business meeting, you know, sometimes you got to keep it a little, you know, professional, as they say. Mm. Mm. As professional as two. 
two gentlemen in Joker suits. Can't. Well, I wouldn't say this is a business meeting, but if your mother and my mother might listen, who the fuck knows? <laughs> it could be, man. We could sell you something. You never know. Yeah, I'm trying to sell them on love. There you go, <clears throat> Jillian. Jillian, mm. I'm, I'm trying to get my Jillian. man rear naked choked. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but anyway, resuscitation will be necessary. Hey. He doesn't. He doesn't pat. Oh, That's what he's saying. Hey. We're here to do, dude. Like, is the gun still loaded? <laughs> gun, hey. There's all the ammo's over here now. Yeah, I keep reloading this shit. Um, but like one one of the things that I you know I appreciate the most in Christopher, aside from all the joking, is that like whenever I'm having like a hard go at things, like. No bullshit, probably not even the... He's probably the first person I call. Usually talks some sense into me. Mm. I feel like you've been through a lot and like we know each other and we're very similar in a lot of ways. So like anytime I'm, you know, having a moment or just like not going so well, I'm just like give Christopher a little shout and puts things into perspective for you. And I would say that's probably like of all your other, you know, silly skills, I would say that's probably like one of the coolest things about you is you know, your, your level of growth as an individual, a lot of people don't put that type of work into themselves. And I would say like over the last like five, six, seven years, um, actively working on myself, it was really helpful to kind of have someone that, you know, you, you kind of like were ahead of me in that gross, in that growth path. So when I started going through it, it was like a little bit easier to kind of be like, oh, this, you know, this is how people are doing things nowadays in yeah. terms of developing themselves. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've really have come to understand in my own growth is you're not as important as you think you are, but you're more important than you'll ever realize. Um, because there was people that went before me um, when I needed to make some decisions to change my life around that were like giants in my life. And it's like, if they could make these positive changes and if they could grow, then maybe if I do the next right thing, I could be that way. And it knocks me to my knees every time that someone comes up to me now and is like, listen, I've made a positive change in my life because of one of the quirky sayings I say, like triggered at the right time or like, I love the quote that your character's currency, like you might not have a thousand dollars or a million dollars, but you could be that guy that makes the room better. You know how, when you go into a room, do you rob from the room or do you elevate the room? And that isn't something you can fake. You can fake it for a moment, but it gets sniffed out real quick when you get around real people, you know? And there's some people that walk into a room and you're like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. This guy again, or this girl again. But then there's some people walking, you're like, yes. Like you walk into a party and you see that one guy with gold grills. <laughs> and you're like, this is going to be one of those nights that we talk about on a podcast in 10 years. You yeah. know? So. Um, I would also say that you're, you're the king of pop-ins. Like, yeah. Strong pop-ins. Better than Kramer? He's a strong pop-in guy. Like. Chris has popped in on me at the beach. Mm. Like literally I'd be on the beach. Next, I've been on the beach. And next thing you know, Chris is sitting next to me on the beach. And I'm like, 
This doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Everyone else around is like, where did this guy come from? I'm like, he just is a homing pigeon. He knows like, he just like locks into where I'm at and comes and checks in. Mm. So can we go a little deeper on that for a second? Take it. Yeah. Okay. So I forgot about the beach drop in. That was multiple beach drop ins probably. Right. But the one that I'm thinking about was, mm, I'm going to say Memorial day circa 2012 or 2013. I believe it was the year the earthquake happened. Sure. Um, random, but a lot of earthquakes have happened. The, the Jersey shore earthquake. Oh, gotcha. But I remember I popped in. I think I saw you on socials, jumped in the Jeep, went down, said, what's up? It was a bit wild of a party and I had just made some lifestyle changes. Stopped drinking cause I was a mess. Mm. Um, and I knew I couldn't stay the night. Had such a good time, though, during the day. Woke up the next morning, drove back down to Sea Isle just to hang with Cuzzo the next day. I remember what he's talking about. This weekend was a July, around a July 4th weekend, I believe. And we were down at Avalon the one night. And the girls we were with, like my girlfriend at the time, a couple of the girls were like dancing, having a good time. And this dude at the, I believe it was the Avalon club was like filming the girls on his flip phone. And Creeper. I, like, I smacked the phone into the sky. And this guy was a bigger dude. And I looked him dead in the face. I was like, what are you doing? And he got a little aggressive and I wasn't worried about it. And I said, Hey, I'm going to untuck your shirt. Because <laughs> this guy had a polo on tucked into his khakis with a sweater over his back. Oh, what a pussy. Very hot. Yeah. And like everybody I was with has a vowel on their last name and comes from Philly. Mm. So like it wasn't, it didn't need to escalate, but I was just like, well, I'm going to untuck your shirt if this goes any further. Yeah. The gentleman who was bouncing that particular room, this guy was, looked like, um, he, he was a very large black gentleman that might have played football and just didn't make the team that year he came over and i remember he put his hand on my shoulder i looked up at this guy not even worried about it saw his earpiece was his ears were so big the earpiece was held into his ear by a band-aid <laughs> and he looked this dude this preppy guy right in the face the winklevoss twins it was probably the winklevoss twins might have been he looked this guy right in the face and he just was like you're gone and the guy was like, whoa, whoa, what? And I just smiled. And that was it. You're out of here. And that weekend was out of control. And I remember when you came down, I was a bit worried about you. And then you left, which I was like, all right, cool. That was the adult decision here. And then you showed up the next day. And I was like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Back at it. Yeah. Perfect. Back at it. And uh, one of the cool things about the way you pop in, it's always welcomed for me. You've popped in. Like, I've had house parties in the city that like I technically Christmas should it, I, sh I should yeah Christmas in July that was a wild, wild party too mm. and like Chris is one of those people that like was important enough and I was close enough to that like I should have invited all of these times and just didn't because I knew if he had the time to come chances are he would just show up it was like he was literally Batman <laughs> oh shit Joker Okay. okay. Yeah, the Joker. No disrespect. Oh no, no, no respect. Yeah, I'll put respect Batman. on that name. Batman. Yeah, Come on. the Come Joker. What Batman? Yeah, it's he's not real. Small, all black, everything. That's not my style. He's not yeah, real. You are a colorful guy, and you are never really that serious unless you have to be. So I would say that you are a Joker. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Shout yeah. out. Shout out. Shout yeah, out. The Joker. Yeah, shout out. The Joker's a real thing. It 
the Joker's a villain, but in in reality, is he? Is he though? No, he's trying to have fun. No, he just was trying to have a good time. If Batman didn't exist, would the Joker have existed? Probably not. So, like, Batman's a catalyst. He's not really a good guy. He's not. He's a dark knight. He's he's a villain. He's he's just kind of doing Batman stuff. Whereas the Joker was, the Joker. How many jobs did the Joker create? Oh, right. In the beginning, he had like 10 guys. By the end of the movie, he had like hundreds. Yeah, he had a whole mob. Oh, and he was literally paying them millions of dollars to find Batman. Yeah. What was Batman paying? He, he Batman was driving around in his car, being all fancy with his equipment. The Joker literally had, was 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 a grassroots operation. Dude, he had union workers. Yeah. I mean, look at it this way. Batman, how many guys do we know that just have expensive cars and, you know, they're cool. But, like, what are they really doing here? Well, Batman's joke. He's divisive. I mean, he... I, I don't have too many great things to say about Batman. Mm. Yeah. But the Joker, fair. he wasn't about the money. He was not about the money. He that is true. burnt the money. Now, mm-hmm. I know everybody's trying to monetize this and that, but it goes back to my previous statement. When he would show up in a room, the mood would change. There would be laughter. There would be bright clothes. Didn't he have? Wasn't Harley Quinn his? his oh uh, yeah, he's got a he's got a really his quality. His, his wife is a quality woman. Quality, quality woman, woman that was very eccentric, bubbly, outgoing. Yeah, she was a strong, independent woman, and and you have to be a type of man. You have to be a strong male to attract a a strong, independent woman like that. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Harley Quinn didn't need anybody. No, she no. was her own woman. Right. But the Joker loved her. Mm-hmm. So, does the Batman love anybody? Because he gets it. he gets his girl killed in the first movie, right? Would the Joker have gotten his girl killed? Probably not. Probably not. I also want to say I'm very uneducated on this topic, so I don't want to see it in the comments of all you Batman nerds. <laughs> but who's to say he didn't get his parents killed? Damn. Gunshots. Dang. Gun- That's crazy. Yeah, because we don't know what, like, was Batman like, ah, oh, I want to go see the play tonight. Yeah. Clack, 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 clack. Oh, right, right. The pearl necklace hitting yeah. the ground and stuff. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, I have not. No. Yeah, Batman doesn't have a family, bro. Doesn't love anybody. He got. It's by himself. Yeah, but that, like, did he cause it? Like, you know when your parents get divorced and they're like, it's not your fault. Like, they weren't around to tell him whether or not it was his fault or not. It's his fault, bro. It's his fault. He's a little yeah. bitch. That's why he's running scared from the Joker. And now there's two Jokers. No, there's two of them, Technically bro. Technically three. Could be three. Yeah. Yeah, three, possibly. Yeah. This hat on, you know. Joker. Anyway. Clockwork orange. When you... <laughs> so, back to the drop-ins. Like, that, like, spontaneity and, like, that, that lifestyle of, like, you... Like you, you constantly like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you needed to constantly be doing something just to keep yourself like elevated. And I, I noticed like when I started like struggling on my like development journey, one of the things I realized I started doing was just doing. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't think about it. I wouldn't be like, oh, is this event gonna be? Uh, who's gonna be there? I would just go. And that like momentum carried me into much greater things. The podcast, you know, growing the business now networking event. So like, honestly, I would say that you're 
your modeling of like what to do when you're like you you need to create some momentum for yourself you would never i i mean maybe you thought about it twice by yourself but when i would watch you you would be like that sounds fun i'm going to do that today and there was no questions about it you were just going yeah whether it was like hey i'm going to drive back to the beach today Today, I'm going to play golf. Today, I'm going to snowboard. I'm still very much working on, like, that part of my life, like, being okay with, like, not having a plan because right. I'm very much the plan guy. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, I think that we judge ourselves by our behind the scenes and everyone else by their highlight reel. So, like, mm. we see, you know, blah, 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 the guys that own a business or that – have all the girls or have all the, the cars. And I took a note from you back in the day when we were having dinner and you're like, money's just fun coupons. Like, and that's easy to say if you have money, like, or not, Fair. you know, like if you're struggling to make ends meet, this does not apply to you at all. Like that's, a, you know, but like you also have to see, like, just do it. Like move a muscle, change a thought is my favorite quote. One of my top three that was taught to me by somebody like, a mentor of mine. And it's so true. Like if I sit down, I can overanalyze something seven ways to Sunday. But if we get, once I get in an event, like going to your networking event and just popping in, like the Joker will do. Dude, I literally said to Ariel, I was like, did you see Chris? And she's like, Oh yeah, I was. She, and my wife knows you well enough now. And she was like, I wasn't the least bit surprised that he was there. Right. I was like, neither was I. I was happy. He was, like he came in, conquered and left. And yeah. I was like, that is great. I'm so happy that you did that. Yeah. I mean, I was on my way up to coach a lacrosse game and I was like, wait a minute, I can make this happen. And I love making things happen. Um, I just think that there's such a value added to that, that like, you know, you got to make it happen. Yeah. The fun coupons thing. Um, I forget what movie they said that in. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Fun coupons was something that like we heard guys say when we were kids. Like the guys, there was two different guys that, and they both had substantial, you know, net worth. And they were just like, look, like this is just fun coupons. And this past year, like struggling, like rebuilding the business a little bit and like getting that momentum back. Um, earlier in the year, I started finding myself, you know, worrying about money. And then you know, I'm definitely coming out on the other side about worrying about money because everything was fine. Everything's going to be fine and everything is fine, but it is, it is a struggle sometimes when you're, you're so focused on money. It, it seems like you're just stuck in quicksand. So mm -hmm. I've, I've always tried to be not necessarily about the money. When people ask like if the podcast is monetized, I'm like, no, it's not like we put an immense amount of work into this. We do get a lot out of it. Uh, we get so much out of it that we're still doing it. But the the podcasts and you know business, if you're if you're always chasing the money, that's all you'll ever be chasing, and the money will always be just like just far away from your fingertips. The times that I I find that I you know gain momentum with money is the times that I'm more focused on you know, developing relationships, being friends and being out in the world, you know, creating, you know, vibrations or disruptions or whatever. Um, the money comes from that. You don't, you can't really just go get money. It's not, it's not the approach. Um, so it's cool that you, you remembered me saying that. I don't even yeah. remember when I said it, but 
It was our Christmas dinner we had together at the Union League when we were leaving back mm-hmm. in 16, I think. Back uh, back around now, Vietnam. Vietnam. Um, yeah, those were some good times living in the city. I'm glad that I got out of the city kind of right before, um, I guess we left in 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of just the right time to go. I left on a, a good note. It's, it's uh, you know, you, you often hear people like that are on their deathbeds. Like this happened with like my grandfather, right? Like my mom didn't want us to see him in his worst state. So like that was kind of like why when I left the city, I was like, oh man, I'm glad I got to see the city when it was like the best Yeah, it could be. And you know, I hope it comes back. Yeah. I mean, I stopped working in the city in 2019 and um, you never know what good will come out of bad and what bad comes out of good, you know? So, uh, but I'm so glad that I was not working down there during the pandemic. It was just, seemed a lot of, like a lot of chaos and there's been a lot of turmoil down there ever since. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't really have a whole lot to comment on any of that just because it's such a moving situation and such like, it seems so big that I kind of have detached from the Philly the violence and the drama. I know murders are up like, I think they're in the 500s this year. Whereas in 2018 and 19, they were like 300 something. So, you know, if you're judging Philly just off of that, uh, I remember in 2018 or 2019, I went to um, a conference and the, the conference was about like the, the future plan for Philly. And there was like a lot of politicians there and, and such people. And the plan for Philly was to put it on the world's map, like not make, they were trying to take Philly from a town to an international city. And they had all these plans. And I remember that meeting really vividly and nothing that they said they were going to do has happened. Mm. It's only, and, and, and that might not be their fault. That could have been, you know, the pandemic getting in the way. But I, I was at one point I was like, wow, like Philadelphia is going to be like the, the place to go for people outside of our country. And I mean, it might still be. I might. I don't know. Our, our nation, it's the birthplace of our nation. It's mm-hmm. the first capital of the country. I'm pretty sure um, there. Philly has a lot of great value. So I hope they figure it out. They, yeah, same. Yeah, I hope they figure it out. Yeah. It might take a couple of years. It might take some networking events <laughs> they should probably focus on getting a community together yeah but one of the things that i heard um i listened to a podcast the other day with joe rogan and killer mike the the rapper from mm-hmm. run the jewels mm-hmm. you, are you familiar no no i'm not but this so this gentleman i like honesty <laughs> he, he um his 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 music is very um he's not afraid to say what's going on like either in like the black community or the country or whatever and when he was on the rogan podcast he said you know some really profound things that gave me a lot to think about over this past weekend and i beat ariel's ear off with like the one subject and the thing he was saying was like you you gotta stop worrying about the president you gotta stop worrying about that level of politics worry about what's going on on your street. Like if your street isn't doing well, why are you worried about what's going on in Washington? Like worry about your own street. Mm. And then when you're done worrying about your street and your streets doing amazing, worry about the, the town. And then when you're done with the town, then worry about, but like if you don't start with yourself and then work about worry about your street, like what the kids on your street are doing, the influence is there. Like if everybody was worried about their street, 
America would be a much different place. And that message was really cool because like we're putting a lot of energy into this, you know, event every month for the goal of like Doylestown's not broken, but it can always be better. So it was, it was cool to hear someone of like that caliber say like, worry about your street. Mm. And you know, that, that was very impactful for me. So yeah, I mean, good luck, Philadelphia. (laughs) Best luck, Philly. Um, I think it comes back to accountability and what he was saying is, you know, worry about your street. Like people will complain about the thing that's the furthest thing from them or aspire for the thing that's the furthest thing from them. Like I want a six pack and abs. Okay. But like, what is your roadmap to that end goal? Mm. And a lot of folks, you know, we're in the Amazon culture. Like I ordered it today. I want it by five o'clock today. Mm. I mean, I'm old, old. And I remember when you would have to mail order away for something and you were making comments on my future rings that I'm going to get for dating. And those are coming from the United Kingdom. Mm. And I like, I'm like, what in the Sam Hill is going on here? I ordered them on Sunday. I want them Sunday. No, Chris, you need to practice patience. Not one of my strong suits at all. So they finally mailed today and it says it may take two or so weeks. And like you were talking about my spontaneity. If you said to me today, like, let's go to Philly for dinner tonight. Maybe a bad example because we were just saying Philly isn't the best. But let's just say, let's go here. I'm in the car, riding shotgun. Let's roll. But if you were saying in two weeks, let's go to that same place. I'll think of every scenario of why it won't work and this and that. And it's like that, you know, I like to have more faith than fear. But in my day, I know when I'm having a bad day, if my day's run by fear of like the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. And I can what if myself to death. But sometimes I just need somebody to hold up a flat mirror to me and show me the honest truth instead of a funhouse mirror where I can see all my imperfections and all the fears that are associated with it. And you know what? If shit goes sideways... We'll, we'll do, I think Bill Burr said it best. He's like, well, then you'll deal with it then. But like, why waste all this time saying what could go wrong? Like just ride with it. And if it goes wrong, you know, you'll course correct and move on, you know, but that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. And that's probably why I don't invite you places. Cause I make sense. <laughs> no, because like, I'm like, he'll be there. if He'll be like, you'll be there if you, if you're going to be there. Yeah. And I'm glad that you know you're so welcomed everywhere I go. That makes me feel good. If I'm not showing up with his gold teeth. <laughs> God damn it. I, I love his gold teeth. What I wouldn't I, know. What oh, if, yeah. what if I forgot to wear them. <laughs> he was getting me up. What, um, what, if, what would you do if I had a gold tooth? Cool. <laughs> not my mouth. Looks like I had a pen gem, bro. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. have to take a poll of the audience and see what maybe Jillian would like. Um, oh, that's yeah. for you, buddy. That's for you, buddy. Yeah, wait. Play a little matchmaker. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, friend. Um, Finally, a new drop. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, we do need to update like one yeah, or two. Yeah, of these. these are all pretty good shots at claps. I wish we had like I wish we had Chinese music. Like, ding, Yo, ding, 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 hit ding. that again. That is. That's that's that didn't come with 
the system, I uploaded that one because I was like, we need a horn. Thank you. Love that. <laughs> we need to ship horn because everybody's we're here. Power 98. I'm sitting here with my boys. Come in, dress classy. Ladies and free till midnight. One thing, one thing that I will say about Chris is that he would definitely give Justin and Nick a run for their money in the suit business. Yeah, you got some suits on. My my man throws down in the fashion game and set of suits. He'll show up. Look, like Chris is one of those people. You do not have to worry about telling him the dress code. Hmm. He's not showing up in sweatpants. Yeah, as I, I sit here in joggers, uh, <laughs> yellow sneakers, and a small tie. Don't worry. This is this was cash. It's all practical, man. Well, yeah. I mean, we did say that. I'm no, wearing flip-flops. Yeah. My yeah. pants are rolled up. Yeah, I mean, I just think I there's like something. I clams. There's something <sighs> to appearance. Like, you can wear this. You could go to the same place two days in a row, and one day you come in in a press shirt, and the next day you might go in with jeans on and a cutoff t-shirt and get treated completely different. Yeah. What, what's your like motivation behind like dressing? Well, is it look good, feel good? Probably for my parents. Like my mother is major just, you know, she's going to have an outfit for it. If there's an outfit to be had and my father pretty much, up until he retired, close to when he retired, it was suit and tie every day. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, if, if you want to be the, that person, if I want to be the Joker, got dressed like the Joker. If I want to be treated a certain way, I want to represent myself a certain way. I'm going to speak a certain way. Now, if I'm hanging out with the guys at a tailgate in an Eagles game, it'd be kind of weird if I show up in a three-piece suit and say, hey, guys, how's your lexicon? Blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. okay, buddy, let's keep it moving. So you yeah. got to sort of not be a chameleon, but know how to read a room. And I think that's, that's huge. Um, again, in business and just in your personal life, you know, so read the room, dude, read the room, bro. Know what I, to wear. I would say Gilmar is similar, but different. Gilmar has like, you're a trendsetter sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like your fashion is forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Like you don't like you look really good. But you'll wear things like I've got these sunglasses on because you told me they were cool. Yeah, they are cool. So I'm like, <laughs> I literally, between the two of you, I take very little fashion advice from other people. Yeah. It's just not not a thing. Yeah, that shirt you came in with today was nice. I like that shirt. I remember you wore that. Uh, this is a while back. We went to eat at Agricola and you took me, you took Anna and I out because this was around when we first met and I started working for you. Oh, yeah. And you wore that shirt and I'm like, that's a nice shirt. <laughs> and I asked you about it. And I think you said you got it from Gap or Old Navy. It was one of those two. But. Damn, too. Yeah, that's a nice shirt, man. I feel, I think this, it's definitely not Old Navy. It could be Gap. Could be. Could be a little Express Men from the It day. could be Express. It might be it Express. It is a good shirt. I'm about it. Sometimes I'm, I'm feeling, I'm trying to you put more color into my uniform these days. Mm. I'm trying to, I'm very much a black uniform. I Me just, too. Let's get black. I'm a ninja. I'm a, I'm getting in the night. Mm. But now that we're the Joker, like I'm feeling more comfortable. Like I wore like a, a blue shirt out the other night. Oh shit. And it was a little tighter than usual. Oh shit. I usually like to wear something, you know, I'll wear a form fitting shirt, but it's not like snug. Not like that, mm. you know? So I felt a little weird, but, 
I got compliments. Yeah. In a weird color shirt. It was like Robin's egg blue. Blue jay something. I don't know. That's a bright color. But I almost wore it today. It's very flattering color. It is very flattering. But I thought it was going to clash with my purple. Mm. So I went, on the gray. The, I went with the gray. I think for me it depends on the time of year what I wear. Yeah? Yeah. Like during the summer I'm not going to wear black like that. I'll probably wear some creams, some natural tones. But when it, when it gets colder, that's when I start throwing in the blacks or the browns, you know, the fall colors. So I kind of sometimes dress according to what the weather's like, color-wise. I, I think I'm a sunglass guy now, though. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I already have, like, part part of the issue with me is, like, yeah, this is not a secret to anybody. I, get a little, I got a stimulation situation going on. So, like, mm. colors to me, sometimes it's just a little too much. Yeah. Like, I like to just, like, the colors affect me. Mm. So I'm like, oh, man, that, that's not my color because I don't feel that way. But then I started thinking about it. Like, I'm like, what if I want to feel that way? Yeah. You know? It's good. So I was, like, thinking, like, maybe I could start wearing sunglasses and, like, just, like, filtering it out a little bit. Yeah, right now you're seeing everything yellow, right? Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about color, do you guys see words as colors? Uh, I Yeah. Do you? Uh. What's an example? So there's a thing called uh, like purple. Yes, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So like, yeah. But I mean, I mean, more. I mean, we, we've talked about it. Yeah, more like letters, numbers, or words. Do you see, for example, when you hear the word uh, car, green? You you think of green? Mm-hmm. I think of red, black. Yeah. Okay. Right. I see yeah. what you're saying. Like, what color do you associate with certain things? Yeah. Like yeah. the yeah. letter. The letter B. Blue. Yellow. Blue. Sesame yeah, I think Street. of yellow Sesame as well. Street. Oh, you think of blue? I think of yellow. B, B, B for some reason. B is in boy? Yeah. Yeah. Yellow. I think yellow for me because of hey, the... Because of B. <laughs> B, yellow. I'm shocked by this. this is, <laughs> what would you... You said blue? Yeah. B isn't... Like, mm. I, I grew up on a Sesame Street, so like... Okay, yeah, association. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. why... Where, where does yellow, like, come into your head? I think of the animal. Ah. So that's kind of where the yellow insect. comes in for me. Yeah, the insect. Sorry. What the fuck? We're men of caliber. I know colors, room. but not my species. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let me slide. I got you, dude. I protect your back. Today. That's the other thing I want to talk be about. behind you. Is knowing how, like, what your limits are. Like, I hate when people try to get in conversations that you could tell they're completely uneducated on. Mm. And they try to just fake it till they make it. Not me. You start talking about science or animals, I'll defer to my brother. I feel like you need to know when to go to your specialist on certain things. But people that just, oh, this is not like if, you know, let me sit here and try to like, oh, this is in the insect family, this and that. Like, nope, not me. I'll just sit quietly with my yellow sneakers on. At <laughs> that point, I ask questions. I just like to, yeah. I want to know more. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, I'll like. I'll stash it for later. Yeah. And then Ariel will find me later. Be like, what are you reading about? <laughs> Googling. <laughs> like, uh, do you know about um, war driving? No. Do you know what, do you know what war driving is? No. So yesterday I found out what war driving is. That's nuts. And went on a YouTube bender um, because the ultimate fighter was on and Conor McGregor is now my least favorite person on earth. Yeah, he's wild. He's a trash coach. Shout out, Connor. You're trash. Dang. I used to look up to you so much, and the way you coach your team is says everything I need to know about you as a man. Hmm. So I just started cruising, you know? And 
I discovered war driving and there's this thing where people have like these little, you know, Wi-Fi receivers and they drive around and identify Wi-Fi systems sometimes maliciously. So like people just cruise around and there's this website that they all like upload to and they get ranked for like how much they contribute to the site. And if you go to this site, you, you literally like you can go focus in on a town and like click on the Wi-Fi's that have been identified when they were identified, if they're breachable, um, wh- what the access level is. And I watched this video and was like, holy shit, people are doing this. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's what ends up happening is like somebody says one word and I'm like, hmm, what's that? I'm going to know everything about it in five minutes. Someone just said this word and yeah, I was watching like this computer, like a thing to like figure out how to like the edit it, like just yeah, technological stuff. We got a lot going on here and they were mentioning like, Oh, like this, you know, you could set up a war, like a war drive receiver. Like, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Mm. I've never heard that. I know about computers. Damn. Right. So, so does war stand for a wireless or a Wi-Fi act? Yeah, some, it something? stands for something like that. Jeez. Yeah. Clearly didn't look up the acronym. Did not. But we dove right into a rabbit hole of YouTube videos for two hours. It was 46 minutes probably. Okay. Maybe 45 minutes. There you go. Hey, you know. Which like knowing your limitations. I don't. I don't either. Like I kind of just think <laughs> that nope. everything is like astrology. For instance, the other day somebody said something about astrology oh, that God. made complete sense to me that I was like. I kind of want to know more about this. Mm. And now I've been like reading about astrology. Okay. You, you don't, you don't get down on any of that. No, no. I mean, not, I mean, I'm just ignorant on the topic. I just associate it to like, um, Oh boy. How do I say this? Gypsies. Um, yeah. Like gypsies and like all the stereotypes I hear about. Oh, I'm an Aries. So, you know, yeah, crazy. like in dating, like the girls in New York that are like, Oh, your chakras don't align with mine because I'm a Pisces and you're a, water sign and all this and i'm like yeah that's garbage i'm not into that but what what, like what i was like learning about was the right so like you're you're turned off to astrology right but you can admit that the sun has an immense influence on the planet earth yeah it it controls gravity it controls everything so the thought that the stars and planets and all these other things what how are they affecting us that on on levels that we can't potentially acknowledge right and i don't want to say that i'll just correct one thing or we'll, we'll say, when you said like i'm turned off by astrology i'm more ignorant about astrology and turned off by some of the associations i've had with uh while dating with it so that's why i just want to correct that astrology i got love for you (laughs) you i'll be completely transparent about it last night uh i took a break from astrology and ended up in the war driving train because i was waiting for my mom to text me what time i was born (laughs) so i can figure out read my star chart i literally have the messages right here i go I go, do you know what time I was born? She goes, yeah, kind of. And I'm like, no, like what exact time? I need you to find this. And she's like sending me pictures of my birth certificate. She goes, I thought it would be on here. I was like, I need the one, I need the information. I was born in Frankfurt <laughs> Hospital, by the way. Didn't Frankfurt Hospital, where's that at? I don't know. Frankfurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, uh, so. 1.53 a.m. Oh, for yeah. myself, yeah. 1.53 a.m. Yeah, Nana made us, I, I think it was Nana made a little cross 
what's that called? Where you crochet? No, not that one. Like a cross knit or needlepoint. Needlepoint. That woman could point. Dang, dude, you're talking, dude. You should make you some pillows. That'd yeah. be fire. Yeah. Our my nana was, um, she was very creative. She was very creative. Didn't hug me a lot. Go with oh, her hands, though. That's fine. But go with her hands. Yeah, she she'd make you something. She'd make you something if you want to hug you. She'd make you something, but she would not tell you she loved you. Dang. Hmm. Just got deep here. <laughs> Dude, straight up. You ever heard? You ever? Do you know the band Scorpion? No. It's like a hair metal band? I don't. My grandmother babysat me and my brother one time, and my brother jammed the Scorpion tape into her cassette thing so it couldn't come back out, so we could only listen to that. Because Timmy, Timmy rides on that level. We're talking like six-year-old Timmy. Timmy's wild. Timmy. Yeah, Nana... Drop me back off to my mom. Usually we'd stay with my dad's parents a little bit younger. Nana dropped us off and said, I'm never watching these children again. <laughs> the only other time she watched me, I was sick and like my mom had to be somewhere. So like I stayed in Nana's house on like Easter or something. Yeah. But other than that, I look back on that. And I'm like, damn, I don't really know Nana. So we, we never hung out with her. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas night. Yeah, Christmas. We used, the- we, we used to you know, throw down at Nana's on Christmas. And the coolest thing about my Nana's house, um, for those of you who actually know my brother now. Oh, yeah. My brother, go. my brother's journey, my brother's warrior journey Speak, started, preach. preach, started in my Nana's house. Let's go. Right? So true. So true. We'll so this this we'll say this to this day. Warrior Timmy, our nation owes him a debt of gratitude for his contributions. Because of a, a pork, pork chop, a pork, pork chop. chop dog toy. Dang. Just so happened the pork chop dog toy. Kind of resembled a gun. When you turn it around, sorry, Auntie, but the boys weren't allowed to have guns. Timmy, you cannot stop a soldier spirit. You cannot keep a you cannot keep a warrior off the battlefield. No way. He would turn that thing around, bang, bang, bang. I remember it like some core memory. Yeah, dude. We used to like when we got to Nana's house. My brother would like dump out of the car faster than me. Yeah. The fucking sable station wagon back in the day. And that, he, he would have oh, oh, And we'll come back off. on the wagon. That was mine. Oh, shit. We can bring that back. So he would get out of the wagon practically when it was still fucking moving mm-hmm. so that he could get hands on the piece mm. before nobody anyone else was going to take. Nobody else was going for the dog toy. Timmy was going to Timmy was going to wield that heater. Yeah. Right. So the pork chop, like it was just a pork chop. But if you turned it and like held it Flipped like the a gun, it was like a thirty-eight. Yeah, with the bone hand. out, with the bone sticking out, with the bone out, and then my mom was like, "No guns!" And yeah. then look where that got us. <laughs> Turned into guns. <laughs> he's very yeah. He's like um, yeah. He's like John Wick without the martial arts. Yeah, but uh, bringing it back to the sable though, <laughs> that was your first car, was it not? So, no, second, because I had the 89 Sable from my mom that my brother had that went to me. Um, and then when your mom was, you know, working with, uh, you know, let's make a deal. Oh, yeah, dude. My mom. So, dude, sorta, your, your mom dealed on my mom, too. They Damn. Made, they made a, a transaction, cash yeah. transaction, to where I would get the tan 91 Mercury Sable. Oh, that was a... It was a Ford. Ford. Because Ford, my grandparents, yeah, Ford. my grandparents had the Mercury version. 
And I think my mom had the Ford. Yes, because the little lights in the Mercury. the front, the whole dash, the whole like front of the car lit up. Yep. That's hard. And I and let's bonus footage here. I uh, when I had the red wagon, I put red lights in there. The cops didn't like that shit back then. Five O was not a fan. Dang. Which so like when I when Got I drive around right over, I drive around now though, and I see like Jeeps, all kinds of cars with like red led headlights or yeah. the ring around and i always look at that and i'm like dude back in the day my cousin my cousin caught the charge for having red headlights yeah and now it's totally okay same thing with tinted windshields i well, used to get so much trouble stupid. for that mm. it's actually really nice you tinted your whole front windshield yeah that's nuts what car was that <laughs> um acura i think mm. what kind of acura cl type s vortex supercharger no big deal jesus christ bolt on <laughs> I don't even know what that car looks like. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it the won't fr- affect your life at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I'll t- but I'll text you later tonight, and uh, we'll both be on YouTube nice. watching videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah rabbit hole. Of war, war driving on an Acura, dude. You said CL, CL Type S. Yeah. Just, I know type what a TL is. He's just type saying letters. Is important. Oh yeah, it's fucking it had, fast, dude. A little bit of heat. And then you just letters do at a this little, point. Yeah, dude, just the debits and credits. Yeah. <laughs> debits and credits. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing about the sable, me and my brother were wild children. So we like one time we loaded our our Still bicycles. Still are. Yeah. Were wild children. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we, so we loaded our bicycle. Me, me and Timmy were were doers. We were single moms. So like, dad wasn't gonna load the car, the bicycles into the car for us. We will figure it out. Mm. It was never a problem. I'm not going to sit here and like sit here and be like, eh. never a problem. We'd The man boys would figure it out. So this one time we had these two mountain bikes, freshies, Ooh. and the handlebars had like those like mountain bike handlebars on them. Hell yeah. And my brother and I are like fighting over how the bikes need to go into the back of the car. And we just decided like, we'll just fight until the bikes are in the car. <laughs> And so we're just throwing the bikes at each other, (laughs) (laughs) like just arguing, fighting, trying to slam the trunk shut on the bikes. Like finally me and my, I mean, I don't know who it, who actually did it, but we shoved, just aggressively shoved the bikes into the back seat and the handlebar went up into the ceiling of my mom's car, like punctured the ceiling and ripped it. Oh, she was livid. I mean, to me, didn't see the problem. We were like, (laughs) we don't understand the problem here. It's in. (laughs) The bikes are in the car. We're going to the park. We, the park was canceled. Damn. And so Christopher ended up getting this car. And my mom slid one last digger in right at the end. And she was like, you're lucky your cousin doesn't care about this. Oh. And I was like. Yeah, I would have cared about it if I saw it. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't think he has a choice, mom. Yeah. Sucker. <laughs> he got a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, don't, I never, never noticed that. You didn't notice in the trunk of the car it had like the rip in the ceiling? Yeah, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. That's the <laughs> problem with America nowadays. Thankful for what you get. Thanks, uh, pops. And we were, <laughs> mom. we were, we were like, like Chris and his brother James were like our older brothers. Mm. So like we, me and Timmy were always well informed. As cousins should do. Mm-hmm. You Like you got to look out for your younger man. Like my brother man, and I. Play on words. Yeah, mm. oh, that's true. Oh man, man. license plate. We, <laughs> my mom did have a license plate. Oh man, I think she still has it. I hope she does. Auntie, put that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> she is. We need to get on that top. Auntie, you are on Instagram, and you send me the most reaction likes in my DMs from my stories, and I appreciate them all. If I don't like them all, I appreciate you. 
I yeah. hope this camera's on. It is on. Because I don't see anything on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's over here. Yeah, usually we have the screen on, but we're getting away from the screen. It doesn't really add anything to the show. It's it would make the me iPads. realize if I look like an idiot. So if I do... This is for you, America. No, well, we actually <laughs> never show the cameras on the screen. That's the internet. Yeah. We look. Oh, stuff we can up. bring stuff up. We can bring yeah. stuff up. Oh, there. this is like. But when Rogan. we ch- when we change venues to the new <laughs> surprise, having Gilmar look stuff up. <laughs> the new surprise venue. We're gonna we're gonna do it differently. Probably. Yeah. I think we're gonna all sit at the table together, yeah. at least for the first all episode. All at the table. We'll see with the up. guests and like I want I think like me and Gilmar on one side. You know, the boys are coming on next this week. This is an interrogation. Oh, the, the boys. The boys are coming on next week. That sounds like an interrogation. Well, we'll, we'll try to leave the, we'll, we'll let you see the exit. You Hold know on. I mean? Wait, so you can put the internet on the screen? Yeah. Can yeah. you look up an accurate type ABC type S? Yeah, dude. Look, look it up. I need to see this fire. So in the meantime. Yeah, the sable had a hole in the roof. But <laughs> what was cool going back to like having big brothers is like Chris oftentimes was like when we were that age like our family was going through a lot like it it felt like for a good 10 years our family always had something going on that was unfortunate but the fortunate side of us was like we got to hang out i remember when grandfather was really sick like despite him being sick all those years the coolest part or or I guess we can say the downside of him passing was that like we really didn't, we kind of stopped spending time together as a family. Like, cause because he was sick. Yeah. It was, it was that one lower right hand corner of those four pictures, literally that car, but murdered out. Yep. Boom. That's the same one. My buddy had trouble. Mm. And Sorry. so always wanted to sell, we like somebody on a podcast. On the like, you know, unfortunately, grandfather was very sick, but you know, we got to hang out a lot. And I remember one time we were in your driveway, and you guys were like putting LEDs or something in Kevin's car, and this was like a teal green yep. Accord. Yep, his first car. He cut the lap belts out of that. Stupidest <laughs> decision ever. <laughs> so this was yeah, dude. Kid, this, it's the it's the middle row, second from the right. Yeah, that might be the one. That's the one. That's I the, see the rip in it. That's the piece, dude. That's what Chris, that's what my mom had. I put about $40,000 worth of lights in the inside of that so thing. $40,000. <laughs> subwoofers, that's, dude. That, that's thing, 19, that thing vibrated apart. That's 1998 uh, funds. They were So they were putting these purple LEDs in the car. Me and Timmy were like, dude, we're yeah. going to go out with Chris and Kevin. My mom's like, no, you're not. There's no seatbelts in the car. You got to be out of your mind. We're going home. She would have let us go. My brother, my brother put up a little temper tantrum. We got to hang out with Chris and Kevin a little bit longer that night. My mom was like, you know what? I'll have another drink. Sick. Yeah. It was I mean, easy, easy move. And my brother turns to Kevin and paid Kevin the most impactful compliment on Kevin's life. My brother compared Kevin's Accord to a BMW. Oh, he's like, shit. He's like, he's like, oh, is this a BMW? Yeah. And Kevin looked up at my brother. My brother's sitting in the driver's seat, like watching Kevin work on the car, like put the light in the thing. And he looked up at my brother and he goes, that's the nicest thing anybody ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can ride with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you got the shaft when it came to first cars because I think your brother had like grandfather's Cadillac. So um, so I remember riding around, your brother would like pick us up or take us to get ice cream and stuff in the caddy. Yeah, that uh, was that grandfather's. I don't know, but there was, I think that was the white caddy 
with the I don't know what it's called, but you know a lot of Cadillacs have it behind the the you know on the coops where they have that the vinyl vinyl roof. yeah that a vinyl like roof. they have vinyl that thing oh yo that was so pimp I wish I would have kid rocked that thing I <laughs> took this dollar forty seven cane and been like let's do it yeah, um, yeah he had but it was, subwoofers it was, in the trunk yeah it, it was banged. white with blue vinyl on the top we all and we talk about this i love talking about old cars like i think everybody that's listening to this can relate to this if anybody's still listening to to this um like <laughs> they are <laughs> like your first car is so like i swear you could sit down with anybody and be like what was your first car and like the memories just come flying oh, back yeah, man. and like you said like that that teal accord that Kev got from his sister. Um, the, I had the 89 Sable, the 91 Sable, or, you know, wagon. And my brother had the 89 wagon, and then he got upgraded to the Cadillac. Yeah, that thing was a boat. He and felt safe in that. When that died, <laughs> what did he go to? He went from a hand-me-down to my dad. Then when it came time to the next car, my parents were like, you know what? We're going to buy Christopher the Jeep. Because James could take the wagon back because he doesn't treat cars like Christopher treats cars. <laughs> That's so true. Like, I would wash this thing and, you know, this and that. My brother, he's more what you would call laid back mm. in his cleaning style. Um, <laughs> so, so he just sort of, you know, he's very learned and, and very educated. But just to him, like, putting on airs and showing off to people isn't his jive mm. and he wants things that is you know so if he needs a newspaper it's right there in the front seat <laughs> yeah. if he needs his wawa drink of choice it's right there in the cup holder still so you know because of that i got the uh 2000 jeep cherokee love that thing. yeah you rocked the shit out of that you only would... got rid of it because of the four-door wrangler love that. Mm, yeah yeah, that was sweet. I remember James's Cadillac. He had a subwoofer in the trunk, and then he needed room in the trunk, so he put it in the back seat. And I remember one time we had to make a decision on who sat in the back seat with the very loud subwoofer, and we deduced that, you know, Timmy, Timmy would sit back there. But then we realized that Timmy wasn't strong enough to keep himself from getting crushed <laughs> by the speaker. So, so we would turn, and he would literally. Like, <laughs> No way. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And here and here's how much time I spent in this car. The move the move was like we would go to my grandfather's house to see him. And yeah. he was sick for a lot of years, but he was doing really well at, at different periods of time. But we, you know, we were spending time with him and I didn't realize why because I was kind of young. Mm. And they lived kind of close to our grandfather. So my brother would immediately find James and convince James to take us back to their house so Timmy could get a gun. <laughs> What? Oh, toy, gun. toy gun, <laughs> toy gun, okay. toy just, guns. Like, because they had like they were older than us, so they had like all the toys that like my mom wouldn't let us have. Yeah. So we would go over to their house, and James would have like you know Nerf guns or, or BB guns or you know plastic, like all kinds of toys that like we just would go into the toy room and be like, whoa, yeah. super soakers, super soakers. So like, it. yeah, there was this one like MP5 looking gun. That my brother just had to have in his possession. If James was around, taking him to get the piece. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I had cousins like that too. That they always had shit that we weren't able to have. Yeah. Uh, my my one cousin had. They had a PS3, 
or PS2 and GTA, I think three was out around that uh, time. Yeah, yeah, that was a divisive game. Yeah, man, I couldn't play that shit because yeah. obviously I didn't have a console. But I would go there; they'd have a whole back room full of toys, like wrestlers, yeah. and we they had a treadmill, and we used to put the the wrestlers' heads on a treadmill and shave the faces <laughs> off. <laughs> dude, we did this stupid. A lot of things. We did the stupidest <laughs> shit, dude. I just punched my face. <laughs> that is that's dark. Dude, we've That's, all done shit like we've that. We've all done stupid shit like that. Yeah. 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 Yo, in, in light of 4th of July, I, like, I was, I was driving by myself, uh, maybe, no, 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 we were dra- driving up to the lake mm. to hang out, and Ariel looked over at me, and she goes, what? And I didn't realize, but I was laughing, because uh-huh. I, I remember, like, thinking, I was like, I, we drove past a fireworks stand, and I remember when we were kids, <laughs> oh, man, Tim. We you're sorry, but you, we, we had fireworks at our disposal because like my dad for a period of time lived down south, and you know when he came up, he brought us fireworks. And like one day we were sitting out there, my brother was like, well, "If we took these apart and combined them, what would happen?" Yeah, and I looked at him, and I'm like, "Let's find out." To the garage, <laughs> yeah, we found razor blade in the garage. Like my mom's garage was like a single lady's garage who like our dad had left. So like there was just like, and then she dated a couple dudes who left shit behind too. So there was just tools, random shit that like we just get into. Yeah. Like, well, we'll go see what the garage has to offer us. Like we just, we would, our default mo- move was go to the garage and just figure out like what was in there. And then when we discovered the attic, that was like a whole nother fucking treasure trove. <laughs> <of> shit. <laughs> like there wasn't anything up there, like, but like we had to be up there. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, we're going to be up here now. Like this oh, is yeah. our space. It's a hundred degrees outside. We're up in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> sweating. So yeah. So we, we found a couple razor blades, like pen knife ones, we, <laughs> <laughs> like not even like legit razor blades, like rusty ones. They've probably been there for like, 13 fucking years yeah and we cut the fireworks up and we made one big one and, <laughs> and, and like we were gonna light it off and we were like whoa, whoa, whoa stop stop stop, stop. Well, like we should do so we, we warning just, we, this took hours of work like we should do something with this so we got one of those like like we had this like thing called uh i think they were called cool tools like k-o-o-l and it was like just little fake tools that like, you'd give kids and be like oh you got a tool set yeah so my brother we dug in Dumped out the cool tool set, loaded the firework into this plastic toolbox that was like this big, and we put it out on the deck, <laughs> lit it, came inside, and shut the door. Like to this day, my mom is still picking up pieces of plastic <laughs> in her backyard. This oh. thing got blown up bonus so large. Material here, bonus. Yeah, bonus material, man. <laughs> Dude, we were like nine and seven. Oh, bro, we, if you have a brother, you do the worst shit, man. My brother and I, one time we took a kitchen knife upstairs and threw it at the wall and see how many times we get at the stick. Yeah, dude. dude. My parents came out with just fucking holes in the fucking wall. We were just throwing knives at the fucking wall, dude. Yeah, Every, having, everybody's had that kind of day. Having kids is just, I mean, not that I would know, but from my friends or from the kids I coach, like, they do some wild shit. Yeah. It's like questionable. Yeah. Like, What's coaching like for you, though? Because you're getting the kids like, you, you, you're not dealing with one kid. No. You're dealing with the team dynamic. Like, do yeah. they ever gang up on you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, <sighs> what has that taught you, like, being a coach? Well, um, it's taught me how to not take myself so seriously. Um, it shows me the power in numbers because <laughs> – 
these kids, well, when I had the kindergarten lacrosse team, we called them the bobbleheads because they look like bobbleheads. Um, and that was just, my parents got the biggest laugh out of watching me try to, you know, and the one lady was like, you didn't give, my kid isn't having fun anymore. He needs to be more involved. And I'm like, your kid literally says to my face, I don't want to be here and he can't catch and throw. I don't know what more I could do with him in a lacrosse <laughs> setting. The other wild thing is now coaching like the fifth and sixth grade team. And I think this is. So this my, is like 12 year olds. Yeah. yeah. This is my favorite age group because I remember being in sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And like, that's clearly, I'm not being like earth shattering here, but a very formative time of all our lives. And I feel like just to be a role model for somebody at that time really means something to them, mm. even if it helps in the smallest way, like, you know, to associate with a positive thought later on. But those guys, man, if they get on you about something, it's like a tidal wave. Like, you know, it might be a little wave here and then they more and more and more catch on. And it's just like, all right, I guess I'm Coach Chrissy now. You know, like, <laughs> and finally, Andrew would like this. I finally took the power back, though. Dang. Okay. You little fuckers. <laughs> Love you guys. But whenever it would be like, Coach Chris, he would be like, take a lap. Take oh. a lap. I just made him run. You know, and they're finally like, oh, man. And I was like, eh, I might be in a jerk. But, like, I think you need to establish rank and order. Mm. I had that happen at the, the gym. Um, there, there's a young lad in the gym who's probably, like, 15. And he you know, snuck a, tried to sneak a choke in on me when I just like was hanging out. Like I was just sitting there and tried to get a choke in. He didn't complete because can't allow that to happen. But I said to him, I was like, look, man, you know, you know, there's a reason before we wrestle, there's a reason why we bump hands and like touch fists. And I was like, you know why? Right. And he was like, no. And I'm like, because we're acknowledging that we're friends and I'm not going to hurt you. I was like, if you ever try and choke me again, and we don't bump fists, we're fighting. <laughs> and I just stared at yeah. him like, we're fighting. And I wasn't kidding. Obviously, I'm not going to beat the shit out of a 15-year-old. Yeah. But, mm. like, I was like, hey. <laughs> 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 well, we don't know until it happens. And right now, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I haven't done it. Right, right. So right. you're only judged on like what you reasons. have done. Yeah, exactly. You're only ju judged on your actions. Not your intentions. Not your intentions. And... I love this little guy. And I looked at him in the face. I'm like, not joking. <laughs> and I smiled. I was like, let's do it. If right. you want the smoke. Well, I think that all goes back to like, and I don't know anything about it, but like back to even like cavemen, like you were showed the right way to hunt back then by an elder. Like I was shown how to dress for a job interview by my dad. I was, I still to this day close all my drawers in my wardrobe because a grandfather because every time he would come over our house i would make him come up to my bedroom and look that i closed all my drawers with no clothes hanging out because he instilled that in me and it's little stuff like that that like if you can give that back to the next generation like we're only here for a short period of time so like as corny as it is like people will remember what you taught them you know for far longer than you get to hang out with them you know um and yeah i i had a um, I'm, I'm friends with um, a very successful builder in this area and we were hanging out with him on July 4th this past week and with his family and he has three young sons and 
it was amazing to see, you know, when you see someone that's like an amazing dad and you're like that, like, that's how I want to be. And it wasn't how he was acting. It was how his kids were acting. Mm -hmm. They were like these little young gentlemen. They were fucking off with each other, but they were, but they were supportive. They were taking care of like, they have a little sister. They were watching out for her. Mm -hmm. They were communicating, you know, we were like, and I I said to him the next day, I was like, you know what, man, I really appreciate you giving me, like inviting me out yesterday. Um, Not just because like, I love hanging out with you, but like you have very impressive sons. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want you to know that. Like I, you you probably may already know that. Um, But he, the intention he had behind his parenting is something that I'm like aware of and is on my radar and is largely the motivating force behind like my self-development now. Whereas previously, like my self-development was, you know, being at peace with myself um, and then getting married and then wanting to like make sure that I have an excellent relationship with my wife. So like developing myself on that level. And like, as we get close, like, as we talk about having kids, um, I'm looking more and more at like what type of father I want to be and how I like what, like the books I'm reading now are, you know, not necessarily geared towards being a father, but it's like how I'm conducting myself to people as individuals on a daily basis I'm very much acknowledging and starting to realize like another level of flaws in myself that I need to tidy up because I cannot have like that impressionable mind around and like have like I will be disappointed in myself if like I don't create that environment that like is their ultimate environment. Mm. And so, like, it was cool to see someone the other day that, like, like I, you know, a bunch of dads, right? You know, good dads. We mm-hmm. all know good dads, but like, when you see a great dad, yeah, who's also a great husband, you're very much like, damn, like that's it. So that that was really cool, and I always really much, um, you know, appreciated hanging out with your family, um, because like the way your your dad conducted himself, he was very calm, and like I don't I don't think I've I mean, I've probably seen your dad raise his voice, and it was probably at my brother. Um, but I remember a lot of airplay here. I remember one time. <laughs> I remember one time we, um, we, my brother and I were doing Timmy and Andrew shit at their house, and we were down in like. <laughs> do you remember this? It was at like a, a picnic or something like that, and you're. We were down in like the the uh, the drain system. <laughs> Beneath, beneath, no way. Beneath like the neighborhood. Oh, that yeah, yeah. That's facts. We used to go in the sewer all the time. That was <laughs> we used to hang out. That in was the awesome. Sewer. And my dad would take the grate off the sewer <laughs> yeah. for, and lower us down in there. Like that was eighties and nineties kids shit. Like, do you remember? Did you remember when my back? did you remember when my brother found the gun? Yeah. Yeah, my brother found a thirty-eight revolver, all rusted. My Isn't brother picked up a gun in the sewer. Imagine that Timmy found l- a gun. Looked me in the face and goes, "Is this a cap gun?" Handed it to me, and I go. Don't shoot it. I've never felt a cop gun that's this heavy. <laughs> and we were young kids and we knew my dad early on identified in both of us that the firearms like isn't it's a not a preventable thing. It's a me- like you have to 
get ahead of that. You have to educate to make sure that like, if you know, my dad wasn't there and a gun came up, we knew how to safely handle it so that an accident didn't happen. We weren't allowed to just have guns, mm. but like, God forbid something ever happened. And you're on you, a train and you find a gun. You find a gun and or a Columbine happens in your school and a gun gets dropped. Like that was probably my dad's thought process. Like if a gun falls out, like how do you, how do you break a gun down? Mm-hmm. Like how do you, dis, how do you make it safe knowing that? And so he handed it to me and yeah, I, I looked at him and I was like, um, well, let's get out of here. And we brought the gun out and we handed it to an adult. And I remember your dad pulled us aside and like he, the, the emotion your dad had, like, it was like one of those times you're like, holy shit, this man cares about us. And like, I remember like, just like your dad was really good at like just being calm and, mm-hmm. and speaking his piece and not speaking when it wasn't going to be effective. Like I saw a lot of different times where your dad was either frustrated with you two or frustrated with us or all four of us. And like, you would just see him just kind of grimace a little bit and you're like, mm, we just fucked up. Mm-hmm. And that power is something you want to have is like a, a father. Like you don't want to be a screamer, Mm-mm. right? So like I always, I always appreciated hanging out with you guys for that fact. And grandfather was kind of the same way. Yeah. He, he was very much like this cool, calm, collected. Like yeah, I served in World War II and nothing's bothered me. <laughs> and yeah. it, it was cool, like that was very impactful for me but yeah we found a gun in the sewer damn yeah. um on that like if i could be half the man my father is like i tell people like i would be more than proud of my life like he he real quick like a business story something i take into the role that i'm in now is i remember we were uh, at one of the hospitals that he was running and i was i don't know 8 years old just little kid stuff and we were getting lunch, and the table was dirty. He grabbed the, the water bottle and the towel, and I didn't know what my father's role really was, but I knew he was important because whenever I would go to his office, there was an office outside of his office, and there was a special drawer, like, file in there for my three little pigs puzzle, and I could sit in his big chair and, you know, just that type of stuff. But um, but we he went and cleaned off the table and I'm like, dad, you're like the boss. You don't have to do this. And he goes, never get so big that you can't do every task. And I, that has stuck with me for stuck with me for over 30 plus years that like, again, your character, like I never want something to be said behind my back that people have to second guess. Like did Chris take that? Or did he do that to that person? Like I want people to, if it's said about me, they'll be like, no, like I could never see Chris doing that. Like, and I guess subconsciously or consciously, I learned that from my, my father. Um, and I even say like to my brother, like he just always is like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, you know, oversee this and he'll, he'll give us wisdom. Like I've learned so many things about building things and how to change oil on a car, like, like dad stuff. And I know that means a lot to him. So, um, also reverting back to things that your older, siblings and or family that show you one thing i always laugh about to this day is the simpsons because we would be at nana's house and i would put that on and you guys weren't allowed to watch it and your mother would come in she's like what are you doing turn this very funny christopher like and i'm like oh i thought it was funny like i mean you were i don't know five i was 10 you know (laughs) timmy was just born james was 10 like you know that's how 
you know, but yeah, it was uh yeah, it he was really there was a lot of double standards in our house. Like we we got away with murder as kids. Like <laughs> we did. Like we were just like animals and my mom was like, you know, testament to her like she like I as single moms go, like we were two savages. And like looking back on that, I like I'm always like, dude, like when did she do anything for herself? Because like you go to work and then she'd come home and deal with us. Mm-hmm. The weekend she was dealing with us. Like I look at that and not with regret. But kind of like, damn, I wish there was, and I don't, I don't know if it's proper to say like a male influence. Um, cause like my, my dad was a, around, like he influenced us in a lot of ways, a lot of positive ways, like, especially in business, I think. Um, but there was no one in our house that we were scared of. Right. Mm. So when we went around and like hung out with their parents, I was scared shitless. I am Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> right. I did not we did not play around i remember one time you guys had a skate ramp and we were staying at your house for like so unsafe the, the, so unsafe the summer which your quarter pipe ultimately led me and timmy to build an entire half pipe in my yes. mom's backyard that's the kind of shit we did to my mom we would we would <laughs> convince her of things yeah. or just do them or just do when we realized the, the power and you know like let's, planning let's look back on this how unsafe things were back then like there's no way and i know i sound like an old person here because i am but like kids nowadays like they just don't like this thing was i don't even know how you would explain the driveway situation but it was a slight decline towards what my father built was i mean you're the builder bob the builder here not me decent it was a sheet of plywood on whatever type angle or grade or whatever convection con- mm. convature concave sure um on a good frame and we would lug it out to the front this is because my brother he wanted it and we would skateboard down there we didn't have helmets this like we the, had helmets this but is we the first year this is the first year of x games his mm, brother was really into the olympics still and is then it. when the yeah. x games came around yeah that's right james was like it locked in, taped everything. Individual we, sports is his thing. We watched all the X Games because James had it on tape. Thanks. So, of course, we had a quarter pipe. So, we're, yeah. we're bombing my, it. My mom's busy, single mom. So, we get, we're, I don't know how long we spent. It was felt like forever in this one summer. And I remember you, and this was like such a pivotal lesson your mom taught me. You went up on, you hit the quarter pipe and you, you ate shit. <laughs> And I laughed at you and you chased after me to beat my ass. And I, I got to the garage door, almost into the house, into safety. I was like, if I could just get into the kitchen, I'll be safe. Aunt Marion will protect me. I got like just into the back hallway. Chris fucking drills me in the back. Oh. I complained to Aunt Marianne Whoa. as I'm getting my ass beat. And she's like, well, you laughed at him when he fell. Do you think that was good? So I'm like, you're not going to correct this shit? Don't remember that. Part. And like, she literally was like, yeah, but you... He fell down and you laughed at him. Do you deserve to get beat up? And I remember being like, oh, man, I'm on my own. (laughs) But I'm not going to laugh at someone that falls down like that ever again. He Mm. turned out okay, folks, if you haven't realized. Like, he's okay. He's better for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were. You guys uh, 
we like i would say that i wasn't like when i was a young kid i was totally convinced like we were talking about it on the episode with uh anthony sherman like the three ninjas mm. and karate like me and timmy thought we could bang with adults like you mouth off to me i'm a i'm gonna punch you in the face grown man and i largely attribute that to wrestlemania and my relationships <laughs> with my cousins like I was like, dude, if Chris and James, you know, we get rough and get like one of us inevitably. The, the fun always ended when somebody got hurt. Yo, so wait a minute. So when on you got older, topic, you were ready to go. On that topic, I will never forget. And you were talking about grandfather, and I will always remember him for a couple things: riding in his Cadillac up to Vermont, listening to books on tape. Yep, back that seat. Was, that was the OG stuff. And when we would get together as a family, um, we would go to Vermont to go skiing slash snowboarding. And we, the four of us boys would fight in the parking lot and inevitably parents would let it pop off until <laughs> like, yeah, like there was suplexes. <laughs> like my brother there would was, jump off a car and kick. <laughs> yeah, he was like, little. He would get up on the top, the roof of my mom's car yeah. and like throw kicks. But like <laughs> until somebody started crying, then it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, but so like once somebody got hurt, like, we'd all, like, get around them. Yeah, yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're fine, you're fine. You're good, you're good, you're good. You're fine, you're good. I laugh at those memes all the time on Instagram when I see them because I'm like, yeah, that was Timmy in a parking lot of Vermont. Yeah, you know, it, it like, was inevitably, like, occasionally I got hurt, but it was usually Timmy that got hurt. And I went back up <laughs> and there. And now he's tough, dude. He's the toughest person in our family because of <laughs> it. One of the toughest people, period. Yeah, um, legitimately. His nickname is Timbo Slice. <laughs> they named Kimbo Slice after him. Yeah, you so, go. um. Yeah, I mean, those things. I went back up there last year to go snowboarding, yeah. and I sent a picture of that bed and breakfast to your mom. Like, And she's like, oh, that's so beautiful. I can't wait to go again. I'm like, let's roll. Yeah, my mom's still convinced she can go skiing. I think she physically could do it, but I'm very worried about her taking a spill. Oh, I man. get So my dad goes with me every once in a while, and having parents as they age – or is like having kids. Cause I'm like, you know, you need to help them with the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> you need to do this with them. So true. And then like, you know, like they're, they're retired now. So they're out living their best life as I'm growing my career. And I'm like, well, this shoe's on the other foot here now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'll just spend the inheritance. I hope you guys are having a great time. Like <laughs> you earned it. You put up with my shit for long enough. Yeah. Um, I, hope, I hope my mom bounces her last check. Like I've told her before, like, do not leave anything to us. Like, I do not care. Yeah. My dad cares a little bit more about like leaving stuff to your kids. And I've been like, okay, I appreciate that notion, but I hope you bounce your last check too. like spend it. Yeah. We'll be fine. We're doing fine. Like there's no, your money is not my money. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I'll, uh, I'll step it up on the, the family stories. So like I'm covered in tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. His mom's the reason. Why is your mom tatted up? No, <laughs> she's actually very against tattoos. Oh, okay. But my Marianne would roll up to our, when she occasionally came to our house, oh, she would show yeah. up with gifts and, you know, very early on she would show up like with gifts and temporary tattoos. Yeah. And do me and Timmy would just get in my mom's bath and powder room. We would just get tatted yeah, up. And she'd be like, yeah, look, I brought you a dragon. Yeah. And my mom would be like, no, no, no. They got, they got school pictures. They got camp pictures next week. And my mom <laughs> would be like, I'll work on her. I got this. I'll make a deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, your mom was the, the deal, the deal maker. Cause 
when we were the savages, we were my, you know, like a carabiner, like mm -hmm. a rock climbing yeah. clip. My brother was always like obsessive over one thing. And this one particular year, my brother was obsessed with a carabiner. It was like a $30 piece of metal. My mom's like, I don't have the money for that bullshit. Like, I'm going to buy you a carabiner for no reason. Well, you don't even rock climb. You're, you're sick. Yeah. You know, what do you need this for? And my Aunt Marianne was like, and my brother was like, we were getting like calls home every day. And we like, at that point, I don't know how old we were. I think we may, he was maybe kindergarten. And then like, um, my Aunt Marianne showed up one time and was like, she had this calendar with stickers and it was the good Timmy calendar. She's, and she she's, said, if you could get 30 days of good reports from your teacher, you get a cow, you could get a carabiner. Almost would, impossible. She would buy a carabiner. Right. That 30 days was a moving 30 days. Jeez. It would start over. My brother would be like, oh, no, I fucked up. <laughs> I, I'm never going to. The whole, the whole ride home from kindergarten, like my mom would be driving home. My brother would be hysterical, <laughs> right? Because he fucked up and now he's not getting the carabiner. <laughs> so to calm him down, my mom would tell him, I'm not, I won't tell Aunt Marianne. Yeah, <laughs> so like my mom was literally teaching my brother that it was like okay my mom my Amarine was like trying to help my mom yeah and my mom just to get my brother to stop crying would just be like oh no it's okay we'll just move the 30 days so you can start over <laughs> yeah it took him like a year and a half to get it god damn <laughs> actually he just got it to his last birthday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think eventually he just like saved up enough money he just was like i'm gonna buy it myself yeah, and like, like they were like all right we'll get it for money him. you'll <laughs> solve all problems yeah, yeah. um no uh, dude i'm that I'm is so, good after this little like mom <laughs> she I, I i'll never forget this so i was somewhat of a problem child in like i mean i don't know if i was a problem child but like i was you know a lot of young boys you know they, they get into mischief a little mm. bit of trouble recess mm. would always be my downfall i'd be doing <laughs> something i think one the time i was throwing pine cones at the young ladies Nice. Very early on, trying to assert dominance to try to you know get attention <laughs> instead of peeing He's on like, them. Yeah. yeah. So so what? then, but what? like my mother to keep me out of trouble would come in as the like I don't know aide for recess, and this I'll never forget it was she would be she would get would gather the pine cones up and then we would smother them in peanut butter and seeds so everybody got to take home a bird feeder or we hung them out back of the school or something. And, uh, that's something like, so when you said like the calendar for Timmy, I'm like, yep, that's, that's definitely something mom would do. Like facts. Like there's always some sort of like making some, or like tattoos, like the temporary tattoos or all the kids in the neighborhood would get like face paint by my mom. And like, Oh, she would she, always have something. She always had like the the lock on like that year's present. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Like she was the activities coordinator. My mom would like obviously buy it for us, <laughs> but like if you wanted something for Christmas, yeah. you had to make sure Aunt Marianne knew Dude. about it because like she, she would go shopping with my mom yeah. and tell my mom what to get us. Mm. So things like uh, Power Rangers, the were, Power Ranger shit. That, that was a fight of clover. Yeah, dude. Damn, dude. Like, and, and Aunt Marianne was like, if there was a toy that year, because back in the day, there wasn't, like, now I f I'm pretty sure you can get any toy anytime you want. They're but back stupid. in the day, they, they'd make a limited amount of toys. So if, like, you wanted, like, the Green Ranger I sword. I think there's still a supply and demand, Andrew. I don't buy toys for kids, so you could be right. <laughs> 
makes sense. Funko Pops. So PS Five. She would get the. Uh, she would always make sure she got the toys, like whatever radio station she had to call, whatever coupon <laughs> she had to get. Like if she had to go buy something to get the coupon to get the something, like we were getting it for yeah. Christmas. Nice. Well, you know what? The, another great story, which again, this is like a walk down memory lane, but like my mother called us out of sick, called us out of school sick to go see the Ninja Turtles 2 movie because you got a free Ninja Turtle giveaway for the first so many. So obviously after school, all the little brats got to go. But my mom called us out of school sick to go get this free plush doll and see the movie. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's why so I always cool. say to my friends. Tamagotchis. You remember Tamagotchis? Yeah. It might be too old for you, but like these little robots. Yeah. Dude, we had, we were the first, like, me and Timmy would always be the first ones in our school to have something mm. because of her. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to take credit <laughs> away from my mom. Yeah. But like, I, it was teamwork. It teamwork. was a team. Yeah. Team. Yeah. It yeah. Team. They worked together. My mom had a lot on her plate. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's For sweet, sure. man. That's so cool. For sure. Yeah. Dude. And I guess, I guess like the, uh, the funniest part about going to grandfather's house though, now that I think about it, I'm like seeing this Jeep here. Was like my grandfather was World War II vet. He was a fighter pilot, correct? Yeah, yeah. So he had guns, right? And when my brother caught wind of this, like James and Christopher or something like had like maybe you guys like went shooting with your dad and grandfather or something like that. And my brother's like, wait, you guys got guns here? And your dad was very adamant to be like, there are guns in this house, but the ammo is one place it's hidden. The guns yeah. are someplace else it's hidden. That's good you, parenting. You will mm. never figure out where they are hidden. Right. <laughs> and he's probably right, but they probably, one was like in a sock drawer and one was probably like in a shelf. Like, but when you're 12, like oh. that could be like Iran and Asia. Yeah. You know, like, where do we start? Like a 40 yeah. year old when you're 12 is like, this motherfucker has been around for the, since this, the Ming dynasty. This like, sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to grandfather's house. My brother caught wind that grandfather had some pieces and some heaters, and some heaters. My, my brother convinced my grandfather to show him the guns. Yeah. That oh, was a like, big thing. Like, let's see the guns and didn't ask mom. We superseded that completely. Definitely should have never. Asked. I mean, what was she going to say? Yeah, guys, I don't let you have a yeah, gun, so but go look at the better. guns. Like my brother was still, like, like, I guess he was staying with grandfather for a couple weeks or something like that. I had camp and we waited until I got there and we went in. He's like, all right, you know, took us over into like a spare bedroom in his house. Yep. And he was like, I'm going to go get the guns. Do not follow me. You do not know where they are. They're in his bedside table. So <laughs> we're literally sitting in this room on the bed, like waiting for the guns to come. And we can literally hear him in the other room, like open a drawer. I'm like, <laughs> cock the shit up, like drop the mags out. Whatever comes back with like a Colt 1911, right? 1911, my brother. So like at that point, this, the, the fate was sealed. His brother was really into like history and war memorabilia and stuff. Yeah. So like he, his brother always had army shit. And grandfather Facts, gone. So like, for life. We have a picture of my brother in army fatigues <laughs> with like, um, like a kind of like a, a kit, like a vest. It's different back in the day. And we have that picture in my mom's house right next to my brother in like a deployment photo. <laughs> That's cool. So we, we got like my brother, once he had that fucking gun in his hand, like I knew that day that like my brother was either going to be a cop, a soldier or something like looking back on it. Mm -hmm. And then when we worked together, like my brother worked with me, like until he joined the service and, um, 
he when like he finally made the announcement that he was just it was time for him to go um there were a few people that were very surprised um my mom was a bit surprised i think she was more just stunned but when he when he made that realization i was like i'm glad you uh i'm glad you're here i'm glad you figured this out because like a lot of us knew like my what my brother does now like we all knew what he was gonna do it's like yeah that a boy's gonna protect and serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. Like you just have that protective instinct, and just like hit the like it wasn't like a creepy obsession. Like he understood the mechanics. Like he wanted, like he knew, like this gun does this, this gun does this. You need, you know, all that stuff. My brother would every military book in our school library. My brother had checked out. Like he wouldn't return it. Mm-hmm. Like he would just look <laughs> through checked the out pictures. for the summer. <laughs> just look through the pictures, and like I like we we didn't get to spend a lot of time with my grandfather because there, I believe there were some challenges between him and my mom early on in our childhood. And then when we met him, we were kind of like, he showed up at our house one day with a trampoline and we were like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. He looks like, he looks like he just jumped out of Indiana Jones. Like he looked like the old guy in Indiana Jones and like was well dressed at a nice Cadillac. We're like, who's this guy? It's like your grandfather. And I was like, is this our trampoline? this is a deal we're making a deal here and i and i very much regret when i was a child i don't know if i picked up on the energy from someone else but like i had like a problem with the guy when i was really young like i just didn't like hit like i just didn't when he was around i just didn't feel comfortable Mm. and then one day he 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 would come over occasionally for dinner my mom would make lasagna and he would sing this lasagna song like oh lasagna and he had like this snap and after he died we found out he fucking hated lasagna so like every time he came over he was eating food he oh, hated. fucked up but my my uh he brought us this encyclopedia of like aircraft one time and we were sitting there on the floor in my mom's family room and my and he had this book out and he was like this is the plane i flew mm-hmm. and we were like what what and he was like, yes, yeah, so like the Corsair. I flew this in World War II over Japan. Yep. And from then on, my brother was locked. Like, he was like, I'm doing that too. And, like, I remember that was the time that I changed. When I when I realized, like, I was like, holy shit. This, this old man's a warrior? Mm-hmm. It just completely changed how I looked at him. And then, uh, you know things were good for a few years and then like he passed but like i very much was like damn like now when you like i know so much about history that like it it was like i wish i appreciated earlier on the contribution that he had made or his experiences so i could have like absorbed that but i was i was very young yeah like when he died i think it was like 12 maybe maybe yeah maybe that 99 yeah so 11 yeah, I felt that way with my grandmother's past. You know, they lived through so much shit. And I, I just wish I had more time or was interested in those things to, at the time to talk to them about it while they were alive. Yeah. But you can't really... I try not to kick myself about it too much, you know? No, but, like, there's times, like, when Joe... This podcast hasn't come out yet. Mm. Um, but my friend Joe Teresi was on, and he was talking about, like... Like, he's a, he's a great guy. And, like, we were talking about, like, dude, like, what, like why are you this way? Like, mm. why are you such a good dude? Like, it doesn't make doesn't make sense like i know like your family everybody's cool like i understand why you're a good guy but like you you're a little you're a step further than that mm-hmm. and he was talking about like his grandfather and like he's like yeah like i just never want to disappoint him mm-hmm. ever because he did so much to like get me to where i'm at 
and he's not he's no longer with you know joe and his family but he was like that's what he you know thinks about and you know i've recently kind of like especially after that podcast i was like damn like I didn't know my grandfather. I didn't know, like, I'm sure he had flaws and I'm sure he made mistakes, but you know, overall you're like, damn, like what was he about? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's a great story about as you know, whatever, but like sometimes in life you got to eat the lasagna you don't want to get those memories, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, if it's not going to ruin your life by making this sacrifice like sometimes you got to sacrifice you know sit at a round table of something that doesn't interest you just to make that memory and and i think now you still have that opportunity to, to like we had one friend of the family um her name was fuzzy she lived to be a hundred and three years old or something like that and this woman was active up a three-story walk up up until I think the last year of her life. Like when I met her, I thought she was like 75 or something. Mm. She was 98 or something because she stayed active. But one thing my brother, you know, brought up because my brother's more into like history and, and thinking that way, we would sit down with her and ask her like, what was it like when like, just stuff that you read about in a book, like when women first got the right to vote, like, or this, she was born in two, uh, 1919. Damn. So like, you think all the stuff she saw, like this uh, civil rights movement and like all these things. And even now, like being in uh, the college book industry and talking with freshmen, like nine, nine 11 is in history books now, like been for there for a while. And they're like, yeah, I wasn't born when that happened. And I'm like, what like you know so i think it's great to sit down and just hear people's experience and um that's why i love two reasons i love golfing is because a lot of times i have to do it myself so i get paired with strangers and the other thing is the problem as solving aspect of it um but when i get paired with strangers i just wish that i was a millionaire and owned a golf course for this reason alone i would make one saturday a month free to anybody but the caveat is you have to come alone and you have to golf with a random foursome because by the end of that, that's like one of the last places I think on this earth where you can just casually get together with people. And by the end of, of the 18 holes, I better understand you because we've, we've had generally, you're not on your phone while you're golfing. So we have to interact and communicate. And then, you know, some people just want to be, as you call it, jerk offs. Um, and it's jack off. Thank you. Um, but most people want to interact. Like unless you're having a horrible day or you just don't like society. If you get somebody talking about like themselves, their history, like anybody that's listening to this podcast has seen like our excitement come up talking about our past. And like, I'm sure anybody, like I said before about the cars can relate to their first Eagles game or this or that. Also, cousin stuff i'm still mad that i gave you my eagle starter jacket back in the day because that thing was fire no, and i still cool. know you still don't have it because right now that would have been money on the open market that's how much we're we talking that's a good jacket you christmas get, is coming if it's vintage and original starter you probably get. i'm gonna over. talk to my guy jay money yeah. vintage yeah dude. talk to your boy jay money dude he he uh, that thing was procures vintage clothing yeah i remember i think it was a gift from your mom or somebody, and I was like, Eagles Green, and those memories, just, 
And that means so much. And that's why when you can give up your time to somebody, you know, you can listen to any motivational podcast. They'll say this, but like, it means a lot. And yeah, I'm reading a book right now by Dale Carnegie. It's a very old book. How to win friends and influence people. That's it. If you haven't read this book, you're, I, I haven't, I may have read the book, but I've listened to it on tape 45 times. Like it just teaches you how not to be a jerk off. Yeah, you know? I would say I accidentally learned a lot of the stuff in the book by doing the podcast. Like I, I wasn't always a great listener. And then the podcast has very much changed how I talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely, and maybe that's just getting older, but like I definitely, like when I was younger, I, I needed to be heard. And now I've gained so much from just like talking to people about their stories or their journey or their circumstances that now I'm kind of addicted to it. So when you talk about like doing that random foursome, Mm -hmm. like that's the podcast, right? You know, I know you, but the most, most of the people that come through this podcast, we either don't know at all. Like they've done something to get on the radar and we want to know more. Right. Or there are people that like we do know and then we have this opportunity to connect with them on a different level or wavelength. And me and Gilmar have left left the show a couple nights and, the, you know, that person will get in their car and drive away. And me and Gilmar will just kind of stand there and be like, like, whoa, mm-hmm. that person was so freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a story. And, and that's happened more times than not. You know, it's just it's a shame our society is a beautiful thing that we have so much technology that we can, you know, I remember being at the dining room table where we would have to go to the encyclopedia and look stuff up. You don't even need to be near a house and you can look, you know, it's at our fingertips. How we utilize that for good or bad is our choice. But like, it's also robs us of sitting down and having the need to speak with someone else. Like, I'll be the first to admit, and it's kind of pathetic, but like there'll be times where I'll pre-order my food because I don't feel like having to go in and like sort it out with the people and like make payment or whatever, even though it's a tap of my wrist. Like it's just so much easier just like, okay, bring it to my car. And like, is that the best thing for me? No, it's quite lazy, but it's also quite convenient also. So where's that medium? And it's shocking when... I, you can tell the difference I have, I can feel the difference when I go to someone and open, go out of my way to be nice. And I call it out of my way because we are just programmed to be sort of pricks, at least in my experience. So when I open a door for somebody and give them a smile or like take a moment, there's a guy in my building that notices my shoes every day, sits out front and I sort of look for him now and it's no secret. I have 70 pairs of shoes. Christopher comes out new boot goof and like doing a little dance yeah. like, like, every day. Like, That's what I picture. You know, like, just, like, just throwing it up for him. Like, yeah. Buddy. And yeah. like, I, I walked out and I was wearing like maroon shoes with a maroon shirt today. And he's like, what are they brown? He goes, I said, no, they're maroon. They match the shirt. And he goes, Oh, I couldn't see with the shine. I said, that's my aura. He goes, or that's my glow. He said, you said it, not me. You know? <laughs> but like, it's those little interactions that we don't realize how important they are. And, and I don't, you know, know how much I can contribute to an entrepreneurial podcast and this and that. But I do think if I could contribute anything, it's like, listen to someone's story, tell someone your story and realize like you're not alone in anything. Like I said, I 
chose a different way of life over 12 years ago to, to rectify some issues I had with alcohol. And it was always like, Oh, well, nobody's going to understand this or nobody's going to understand how I feel. And it wasn't so much the alcohol. It was just that like, I didn't feel like I was good enough. But then I talk to people and you, you see this guy and you're like, Oh, he's the coolest guy in the room. Like he's, he's it. He's, he's, you know, and then you sit down and you hear his story and you're like, Hmm. So I'm not alone. He's sort of like me. Or we say like there's a circle in the room. It's like throw your problems in there or throw your problems down. And I guarantee you grab yours back real fast when you hear everyone else's. And um, it's just there's some days I'm able to trick my mind and of like perspective of like, you know, it's really not that bad. And like how big do I want to make the monster in the room? Um, you know, so it's, it's sort of like that. And like with dating – like I've been single for a while now and trying to get back out there, you know, and I try to listen more, you know, let to hear their story so I can better like see if we gel than trying to force the issue for so long in my life. I tried to put a square peg in a round hole and like jam it in and force it, make it work. But sometimes you just gotta be like, you know what? This isn't, you know, meant to be whatever it is. You know, my, I bought a guitar, got it home hung on my wall since because I have no rhythm and can't read music. I call it expensive wall art, but you got to just work at, at life. You know, life's like a puzzle that never fits together. You just get better at it. You get worse at it. You get better at it. And hopefully you meet some cool people along the way and do some cool shit and realize that you're a decent person. Unless you're a psychopath, then I can't help you. (laughs) (laughs) Word. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a good perspective to have. Yeah, you know, it's helped me, and I'm mm-hmm. a selfish prick, so, you know, yeah. I'm an egomaniac with inferiority complex. Like, look at me, look at me. Oh, shit, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, or if one hair, like, I can be in a room of a 1,000 people, and I have 99 comrades, friends, mm. but, like, I know one guy thinks I'm a loser, and it's like, I'll just be real meek and in the corner now. And you need to fight that fear and like step up at least for myself. I don't know how it works for other people. I've never been another person. Um, so, you know, where is he going? Let's get some gunshots for that. Let's get yeah. shots. Um, did Rambo just take himself for a walk? No, he's, just right, he's right there. He's just hanging out. Yeah, he's right there. Um, yeah, damn dude. What about? I guess we'll we'll end it with the the ring you got coming in the mail. What's the what's the deal with this? I mean, this is not a paid sponsorship. Which I just found it. I just found it. It should unique. be now that I'm bringing this up. Um, so what it is is it's a social experiment, and it is just a silicon, silicone, silicon, silicone, silicone ring that's teal in nature, and what its its name is a pear like the fruit and ring i just realized that means pair ring um like Like you pair a device pair together yes or pairing like wine and cheese exactly um or like the eagles on a fine fall day go birds (laughs) peanut butter and jelly Eh, maybe i've had about five of those in my whole life um so You're a terrorist. Aunt Marianne. <laughs> you know Aunt Marianne always had meals. Yeah, so, yeah dude. Um, but anyhow, this ring, you wear it, and it signals to other people that you're single and you're open to communication with, and there'll be supposedly events, and it's sold worldwide. So instead of trying to do the online dating thing anymore, which 
it's just algorithm based that makes you feel less than because you wake up, you look at it, and if you don't have a match or a response, it sets your day off in a negative mood where like you know you're already feeling less than because of rejection. This I'll just wear it around, and if it works, I will be utterly shocked. But you know, I've wasted twenty five dollars on dumber shit. <laughs> Are you looking it up right now? What the pairing? No, 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 no I'm not. No. Sorry, I was responding to. Do not say sorry. Don't say sorry. All right. You're the producer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're just I wrong. Say, I say sorry to you. Okay. I don't. You're running the show. <laughs> he doesn't. I'm, no, you're the I guest. I did not yeah. say sorry for you not wearing your gold teeth today. Yeah, my bad, dude. I miss them. That's what I'll say sorry to. Shout out Fem Gems. Yeah, shout out Fem. They exist, though. Yeah, they exist. Um, I'm excited to see. I love social, uh, social experiment. Yeah. I love anything that is... One positive and moving us into the direction of like connecting with one another. Um, a lot of people are worried about AI, but I, I very much think that AI is going to bring us together more than it's going to like kind of separate us because people, whether or not they realize it now, like long for social interaction. A lot of people that have these anxiety disorders and stuff like that, I'm no medical expert. But By I, far. I really think that people, human beings, are better off together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. supporting one another and, you know, what have you and all of that, you know, catch catch lingo. But it when I saw you do, like, you know, you posted about it, I was like, hmm. I looked into it and I was like, all right. Skeptical. But if this works and is positive and brings people together and, you know, I'm all about that. Yeah. I mean, it's a pack mentality and, and I by no means am an expert or a medical professional, but just from my own interactions, like when I'm alone, the broken toys in the attic, which I call my head, cause more bigger fear. A lot of times when I'm with other people, I, if there is a true threat I at least don't feel alone and I hope I'm with some real G's that we can mitigate and we can be safe. But also it's like I disperse the fear among my friends or my comrades um, and we can at least not have to carry it all on my own. So I think if folks would just get back to talking to one another, like, hey. Actually talking to one yeah, another. Yeah, or even just bullshit talking to one each other but, but be not, genuine not, not liking each other like you know no, no, no I, yeah connect, i mean, I mean like physically like verbally communicate um you would see and it's genuine like hey nice shoes that and it sounds corny but like that could save somebody's life or just make their day better like you yeah. don't know like their wife could have just left them or their best friend could have moved to a different state or the Eagles could have just lost which was traumatic in its own right mm-hmm. um and something like yo man i really like your shades like Huh. And like so us as men, like when you said there was a compliment before, I was like, was it from a man? Because if another man compliments you, shit. Yeah. That's, that's some different. real, like that's some yeah. real on a limb. Because we're wired to say like, rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. you know, but if you say like, yeah, I like your shades, it'd be like, hmm, thanks man. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I definitely am really trying to get good at, you know, seeing people for who they are and where they're at on their journey and then being that that person that you know recommends a book or you know see someone that you know maybe i need to listen to this person for a couple minutes or 
you know, just, just talking about their problems. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know a lot about helping people, but I know that most of what helping people is, is simply just being there in a positive way. Um, so that's definitely you, man. And I would say that, you know, you kind of spearheading on your own personal journey, you know, sobriety and then personal development and everything like that when it came time for me to embark on that journey um you you um you had already been comfortable with talking about your issues Mm -hmm. that i was like oh you can just say what your problems are (laughs) i'm like you can just say it you can just like you know dinner table just be like just blurt out your issue i'm like yep totally gonna be that guy And, uh, you know, it wasn't always like well-received and sometimes, you know, it hurt, um, in different ways. Like people were not receptive or they were critical of you or they were just like, whatever, dude, like, but they're, you know, can staying consistent with that and, you know, opening to Gilmar or different people I worked with or just being like, um, this is how things are going and not trying to be so guarded has, um, it's, it's, has helped me level up in like a lot of different ways, especially professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I need to thank my brother because he was the one that taught me when I'm listening to someone to say to them before I say anything, do you want me just to listen or do you want feedback? Cause there's a lot of times when us as humans just want to, you know, let it out like vent yeah. and just be like, I don't need you to solve my problem right now. Like I just want to bitch. And then get back on the horse and keep going. But yeah, I was reading about um, Abraham Lincoln recently, and when he was making the decision to free the slaves or not, um, he was in a lot of trouble. Like America at that time, despite what you want to say about the North, um, was very against him freeing the slaves for a variety of reasons, causing chaos. They might rise up blah, 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 it's going to disturb the peace, all these different things. And I forget what the name of the gentleman was, but there was one person that he sat down with, and he, this this gentleman was like, oh, I wish I could remember his name, sat there and he said he listened to Lincoln for at two or three hours and without saying a word. And at the end, like, it was they were just done talking, and he didn't pretty much say anything. And then Lincoln freed the slaves. Hmm. It was just like he, that, that individual, and like, I'm very, very sorry, I forget his name. Um, that individual was so critical in the success of that whole situation, not because he gave his two cents, which he could have, but he allowed Lincoln to divulge and, and drop the weight off of himself, which helped him clear his mind to make, you know, arguably one of the greatest decisions in our nation's history. Mm-hmm. So when I read that, that was probably one of the times where I was like, damn, I need to work on my listening even more mm-hmm. because like you don't know what you're doing for someone, like giving someone advice. Um, I'm inherently wired the way to like, you tell me a problem, I'll tell you how to solve it. Mm-hmm. You know this, like you yeah, bring me a problem, I, I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you the shortest way to solve it. And sometimes it's not about solving the problem. It's just about like some problems aren't solvable. You just got to hear them out. And then whatever happens next is just what happens. Yeah. I, I used to be the same exact way. And then I just realized like, you know, you don't need to solve every problem. Some people just need that. Just like you guys were saying. Yeah. So that I I do that a lot now where I just, I just listen, 
You know, I'm like, oh, that sucks. I just try to agree with you or be a sounding board. Yeah. I mean, you also have to know, I have different friends. Like, I have different, you know, tools or different, you know, whatever metaphor you want to make here. But, like, I learned this from my mentor, too. He's like, you have some friends that you'll go to with a problem about, say, golfing. And then I have some friends I'll go to about, like, serious financial life stuff. You got to know what your audience is and, like, who to go with there. Um, but you don't, you, you shouldn't take advice. And someone told me this at the union league one time, a very old guy. He's like, don't ever take advice from someone that isn't where you want to be or has done what you want to do. He goes, if right. someone is telling you how to do things and they've never done it, just kindly nod and say, thank you. And, and don't be cautious. Yes. Um, What's the word for that that we use? Um, experience versus opinion. Mm. Like when I talk with guys um, and they're like, well, my opinion is blah, blah, blah. Okay. That means you haven't walked the walk. Like you haven't been in it. But when you tell me like my experience is that you should do this because this is the result that I've seen. And you know what? I Or I haven't been in that situation, but talk to Frank because Frank's been in it and he knows it. Like, so that's why if someone ever says to me, like, oh, my opinion on the matter, like, that's cool. We all have opinions on things. Uh, I have opinions on how to build a house, but I don't fully know how to build a house. So I'm going to leave that to the experts. But I have experience on the things I do. So that's the... The, the variant there yeah i definitely um i actively seek out experts now like i find that's kind of what the podcast is sometimes mm. it's like if i'm having you know right now i've got some you know op future opportunities and it's like all right how do i manage this and then i you know i track down someone else that's why it's so cool to like we're recording in a business right now that theoretically i'm in competition with like, if you think that way, there's enough work to go around for everyone. It's when, you know, I have an issue or like earlier I had, you know, a statement and Nick very quickly corrected me and he goes, no, that's negative thinking. Like that's, you're, you're looking at it wrong. And I, instead of being, you know, no, you're wrong. I was like, well, tell me why. And I just listened and then like, I'm going to make changes tomorrow regarding those things. So like it's 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 very beneficial to seek out um yeah, that advice. So and take what you want and leave what you don't want. Like I've learned I learned that very early on like um I was golfing this past weekend and my buddy came up to me afterwards and I was tired and this and that and he had some critiques of certain things which you know I didn't really think needed to be critiqued, but I saw him later at a 4th of July party. I said, you know what, man, I want to thank you. And he was like, thank me? What are you talking about? And I said, you know, you you gave me those tools that if I ever need to imply, em, employ them. Deploy or employ. Use them shits. I <laughs> can. Yeah, I, I, I now have that in my bag. You know, like I don't need to focus on them, but I now am more educated because of it, you know. And, mm. and it's those things that I think make a, a person, a character more unique, you know, like I could tie a bow tie, but I don't really wear bow ties anymore. I can do this and that, but you know, 
better than saying I, you know, when I first got sober, I didn't have any hobbies. People say like, what'd you do this weekend? I'm like, stuff, you know, like I went to the Phillies game. Really? I drank in the parking lot until the third inning set next to the beer guy to the seventh inning. Then went to McFadden's till they closed it down. Then would sleep at the holiday Inn and do it all over again. Do you remember the time you took me to tailgate the Phillies game? We tailgated the game. The game started and we left. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Facts. Yeah, we were just there for the tailgate. Yeah, we were yeah. drinking. We were drinking That's beer lit. out of Snapple bottles because we didn't want to get in trouble. That's lit. Yeah. So you know, like Chris was like, "Oh, that dude over there's got a football. Let's hang out with him." Yeah. Like I was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah. But I was like, down for it. Yeah, for real. And uh, but I think now the thing I'm most proud of is like I truly have hobbies. Like photography, I'm not great at it, but like it takes up my time. It makes me feel more like interesting when I talk with people mm. and golfing and snowboarding and all these things that I gave up for years so I could go out party and be hung over. Now it's just like, I realize I can be who I need to be or want to be. I don't need to be somebody I'm not. And I don't need to read 73 books or so that I try to watch some documentaries because that's what I enjoy more. But I just am fascinated by people's stories. That's why I love podcasts. I love hearing the behind the scenes of like anything. So, you know, that's Dude, just, I'm I'm glad you came yeah. on. I'm glad we can make this happen today. Yeah. Way better podcast yeah. than what would have happened with Batman. Yeah. You know, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight scary. Mm. We'll be honest. The couple of jokers, three jokers and a dog, like that's a good podcast. That's a good podcast. Mm. That's a facts, good podcast. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Um cover the whole gamut of things from Damn, we finances to dating to family drama, family dude, we memories. Went in on it, yeah, we went in on this episode. I feel like this could go for another four hours, to be honest. But yeah. We'll just we need to call it. That's kind of why we're <laughs> like I don't want to announce where we're going with the podcast yet because I just kind of we're just gonna just pop up. Mm-hmm. Bam, 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 bam. But one of the motivating factors to moving for like moving the episode was like being able to have like the debrief afterwards it's such a privilege for us to have like individuals come and talk to us and like share their stories um that i was like damn it would be cool to like eat dinner after this it would be cool to like grab grab a couple bites like hang out with that person treat them to dinner hang out you know do it like that and um you know so i'm gonna get a certificate for dinner at a later date yeah i mean you're always welcome to drop in Oh, so just wait for a future podcast when I'm in the background. Like, hey, hey. we literally record the same time every week. And yeah, you find, and you know where we're going. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know where to find us. Um, <laughs> yep. Damn. You no, know that's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to end this. It was such a, like a fuck you, Batman. Fuck Joker you, Batman. Out. There you go. There it is. That's it. I'm cutting it. Yeah, I'm cutting it. We're out. <laughs>